Hey everyone, I've been working on this idea of creating Stress Now I talk a lot about getting connected with your desires. Of course, these days take a long time to work through the system. So let's get connected. The waves tire and the water is warm. Hello and welcome to our first podcast. My name is Tommy Shivan. I'm Joe Banks. And this episode is part of a series of stories where we'll be exploring the theme of modern communication. Yes, so how we're now navigating the deepest and most intimate parts of life through all these gadgets. I mean, it's very hard to gauge, really, the impact of all this stuff that's around us now. But perhaps hearing people's own stories, the real stories of their lives and how this is actually working itself out might, might shed some light on it. This episode is called Almost in the Room. It's really a love story. But these, these two people have never met each other in person. Um, this is about someone that you met, Tommy. Yeah. John, who's from Western Supermare in Somerset in England, who has met and struck up a relationship with Rachel, who's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So how did you meet John? Well, me and my girlfriend were staying in an Airbnb in Western Supermare. And this Airbnb was run by John and his mum, Jackie. Right. And we stayed there for, I think it was about a month while we were trying to find a place to live in Bristol, where we live now. When you go into the house, John was usually there in the kitchen, ready to welcome you or sorting stuff out for other people that were staying there or working on bits and pieces in the house. There's a piano just in the hallway where he'd be like tinkering on, singing. He's always singing. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they had this beautiful dog called Ellie who'd like run over and jump all over you and try and lick you. Yeah, it was a cool place to go and stay. And so you started chatting to John, getting to know him a bit better. Well, I I noticed John was always on the phone. Can I give you a call in a bit? And it turns out he was on the phone to Rachel. I love you too. Aww. Yeah, so a big thing about this is um, how people find love in the modern world. Yeah, I mean, have you been on a dating site? Several. (laughs) So have I. (laughs) Everybody's doing it. I had been online dating for a while. Um, I worked with guys in in a male environment. I worked away from home, and when I had a girlfriend, that was fine, I'd come home to you on the weekend. But being single, to start with, was like, yeah, I'll be one of the lads, I can do what I want. I was dating a lot, it was costing me hundreds of pounds every month, just, you know, just on travel, you know, just going over to Cardiff, or going up to Bristol, or travelling back, or travelling to Bristol from Exeter where I was working. Alongside that, I had a little secret singing app. <laughs> I do like singing. Um, and... Uh, the app's called Tamil. It's just like a karaoke app. And you can you can open the duet by singing half, and then you publish it, and then other people can sing the other half. So if you publish a duet, you might have 20 people sing it with you. Or you can look for a song where somebody else has already opened, and then you can scroll through, listen to a few of them, pick the one you like, and then sing it. So tell me more about John. Very bubbly. He plays a lot of American football. He's a very, I mean, he's very well built. I've met him. You have met him. I've actually. met him. Short but compact. He's a bit like a small Viking. Played a lot of American football, always sort of smashing himself up. He's pretty casual about this. Yeah, very casual but about he's his suffered. injuries. I mean, you, you're here, but he's... Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, he's, he's done a lot of damage to himself. The sort of damage where people like me would be making quite a big deal out of it. Oh, God, you'd be whimpering, <laughs> whimpering in a corner. <laughs> I'd be crying. I've got turf toe where I bent my toe back. In my knees, I get um, pre-patellar bursitis. In my back, my iliac sacrum joint, I broke off from my coccyx playing rugby, then up through my back. I've got a bulging disc at C5, C6, which has caused um, numbness in my hands. Fractured my thumb. I've got um, a rotator cuff injury, so I struggle to lift my arms over my head in like a T-shape. Concussion, I get concussion sometimes. But yeah, that's it. Just and how do you deal with all of these little ailments? Um, I personally just ignore them. I'm not sure what it was like growing up in Western Supermare, but from what John was telling me, it wasn't the most exciting place to grow up as a young man. Yeah. He, like a lot of his friends, ended up leaving school before they had any qualifications. I think at about 15, he got some job working as a pot washer, and he decided that he wanted to do something a bit more fulfilling with his life. He ended up coming across this leaflet, I think, for being a stuntman, and decided this was going to be the thing for him. I accidentally found out about the equity stunt register. It's a register that you need to get on to be a stuntman. It didn't say any GCSEs, which I didn't have because I got kicked out of school when I was 15. You just needed six principles from seven categories and you could choose them. And if I could get a certificate for my swimming, if I could become a dive master, if I could become a single pitch rock climbing instructor, if I could learn how to high dive from a 10 meter diving board, if I could horse ride, you know, if I could do gymnastics, and there was one which I could have as a miscellaneous. I thought all these things I can just do. And there was another bit that said you needed to be an actor in your own right. So I thought, oh, how am I going to be an actor? Western College had performing arts. So I lied, said I had GCSEs to get on the performing art course. And I did that. I needed to learn how to high dive. So I did really well so I could get into any university. Then I went to Southampton University because they had a diving centre. I wanted to dive for free, so I became a lifeguard. Then I did my dive master. It was all going really well until I hurt my back. And then... Um, a student lifted up um, a girl I was seeing skirt just as a joke and I punched him. That kind of ended all of it. So I got kicked out of uni and I don't regret that. It's just, it's just, it's just what it was. But I got that far. So nothing, you know, people said, oh, you failed at being a, being a stuntman. And I did. I'm not a stuntman. But I did get A-levels. I did go to university. I did learn how to high dive. I did do gymnastics. I did do performing arts. I did have more interest in music than I had before, and, did, and I did musicals. So I don't consider that failing. And the rest of my life's just been like that <laughs> ever since. So I guess he sort of got a bit of a taste for performing and, yeah. and singing. But could no longer do it, because he was kicked off this course and then... Back to Western Superman. Back to Western Superman, kicking around there, and then came across this app. So do you know much about this? Shmuel. Yeah, app. so sh the, the app is actually called Shmuel Karaoke and it's developed by Shmuel, the company is a, is a, is a app developer based in San Francisco. Um, they've been around since 2008. This karaoke app is their most successful app, I think. it's They say it's got more than 30 million global users. Wow, that's a lot of singers. It's a hell of a lot. <laughs> it's a bloody hell of a lot. <laughs> The other thing you can do is invite people to sing along to your song. So if you flick through, you, you see someone you like the look of, or you like the other songs they've done, and then you can invite them to sing with you. We've got to have a go at this. Yeah, I should yeah. sign up. 
You should definitely I've, sign I've up. got it. I've, I've got the app. Have you got it on your phone? No. But I haven't, I haven't actually tried it. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you sign up, then I can sing along with you. Brilliant. Okay, nice. Yeah, so, I mean, John obviously met Rachel on this app using Shmuel. Mm. So I asked him what, you know, what was this first song that got them both together? You know, I've got favourite songs for different parts of my life. And, you know, um, the first song I went to was um, a song from Little Shop of Horrors, uh, Suddenly Seymour. Um, and it was one of my favourite songs. And I scrolled through and I saw this little Rachel and I thought, oh, one of she sounds like. So I listen, you know, she's not a bad singer. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to sing it with her. I love Suddenly Seymour because it's a guy who's a bit geeky. He's fancied this girl for a while. And he basically says, you don't need, you don't need that, that guy. You know, I'm here. After I sung it with her, it publishes to the whole world. And there's a little thing on there that says, oh, all your Facebook friends are here. And I just thought, no, 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 no. And so I panicked. I was like, oh my God, they're gonna find out I sing. And I blocked every single person who has the app from Facebook. Delete, 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 block, 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 block. And then I went incognito. I went, I was singing every day with people, but just not saving them. And then, you know, she messaged me and said, oh, you delete that song, I really like it, sing it again. She became a regular feature out of the people who I would invite to sing with me. And I guess I just like singing with her. In a way, it's a delightful idea, all these people around the globe singing to each other. But it does throw up the question, is this because they haven't got people to sing with near them? You know, he was quite embarrassed. Yes, so for him, it was something completely separate from the rest of his life. I mean, he didn't tell anyone that he did it. It was sort of his little secret. Well, I guess everyone needs advice. Yeah. Hello? Uh, Rachel Bear, and I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico, in the United States. Yeah, I don't know. I got really bored and wanted a hobby, and so... I downloaded that app, and it's been pretty fun. It's just a nice, it's a fun time killer. Um, we didn't really talk that much in the beginning of Smule. He sang that song with me. I absolutely fell in love with it. It was probably one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite movies. Months down the road, five, six months. I did the song again. He sang it with me, and he messaged me and says, I think I have a crush on you. So this whole time, I've had a little crush on him too. I used to watch his videos, and for him to admit that he had one for me, he just, he made my day, <laughs> to say the least. He started talking to me about how he had just gotten out of a relationship. I was in a relationship at this point, so we kept it very friendly. Um, but we did still talk during this time, but I'm a very loyal person, so... I didn't do anything I wasn't supposed to or say things that I wasn't supposed to. It was friendly flirtations. And the only time I heard his voice is if he spoke during a song or before or after. Oh, it's what you do to me. Oh, it's what you do to me. Oh, it's what you do to me. Oh, I probably sang every song of hers that I knew that she opened, and she sang songs with me when I opened them. There is an option on the app to, to message each other. Just organically, just naturally, we, we did start speaking. 
I did find out she was from New Mexico. Then I got straight onto Google, <laughs> find out how far away that is. Oh, that is, that is a long way away. And we just carried on singing and talking. She was in a relationship at the time. But yeah, there was, it wasn't a dating app. I was still dating. And this was my singing app. This was, this was me making friends with somebody who, who was a new person in my life who was helping me achieve stuff. I wanted to sing a song. She could sing the other half. And then I find out that I'm pregnant. And I was actually very upset to find out that I was pregnant. Um, me and my, my boyfriend at the time started talking about moving in together. And to be honest, and I don't think I've ever even told John this, I was very saddened by this because I knew that if I lived with this man, I wouldn't be able to speak to John anymore. <laughs> um, I knew at that point I had a problem. My relationship was, was doomed if this is the way that I'm feeling about somebody else. And I knew I had to get out of that relationship. So um, I ended up leaving him, and I kept my pregnancy a secret from John because I thought he would run away. I thought that <clears throat> he wouldn't want the baggage. Who, who would want to date a pregnant woman? I suppose we both had a lot more time on our hands because we did a lot more talking over the next couple of months. He convinced me to download Instagram. I want to see what the desert looks like. I want you to show me the mountains. And she's like, oh, I want you to show me some grass. And he'd send me little videos. Um, I'd send him little videos back. And she sent me a video once and it said, John, tell me a story. And it's the first time I'd heard a voice. And I just thought, oh, and I must have played it like 20 times. He became a little more real at that point. And you can make phone calls. That changed everything. There was never any awkward silence between us. It just kind of flowed. It all became very natural. And it's not like... It was when we were kids growing up and it was like, oh my God, can't phone abroad. It didn't matter that she was 4,000 miles away. Then eventually we moved on to Skype. And then she said, oh, do you Skype? And I was like, no, what's Skype? And she said, oh, we can video call. And started video calling. And I think it just took off from there. But it does, it feels like I've known him forever. first started speaking about this time a year ago, maybe March time last year. And I didn't realise, we've just narrated our lives. We're like, oh, I'm stuck in traffic, click. I'm like, oh, look at the bruise on my arm, click. Oh, there's another one, click. I know the layout of her house. She knows the layout of this house, you know. She helped me decorate this place. You know, I said, what about this or what about that? We were really peering into each other's worlds. It doesn't feel like we haven't met. I remember being on the phone with him just in the car and I almost asked him if he'd like to come with me <laughs> to, to go look at the new place that I'm moving into and I'm forgetting that he wasn't sitting next to me. There is a time difference. So she's seven hours behind. By the time she's getting up ready to go to work, it's already afternoon. And then 11 o'clock at night, she's getting home from work. If I go to bed at 11, and if I didn't speak to her when she was on her way to work, I didn't speak to her at all. And I said to her that I'll phone her every afternoon. And a few times I got busy or I missed a phone call. And she said to me, we only have that phone call. If I don't speak to you, you know, I'm not going to see you later. You know, she said, that's really important to me. So I make sure I never miss, never miss our phone calls. 
it just it doesn't feel like he's that far away. Because we only have electronic communication, we listen to every detail, we really absorb it, and I feel like I know her better than I've known anyone I've dated. She had her first child, um, Ella, um, from her husband, who split up five, six years ago. So she's got a, a little girl who's six. That wasn't anything that I considered to be a problem. Going right back to the beginning, when I first sang with her, her handle on the shmuel was Mama Bear. Because it was an early morning. You know, you can tell from a video that it's early morning. And it looked like she just pulled up and she was drinking coffee and she was singing a, a song in the morning. And there's a baby chair in the back. And I just thought, that's what I want. I actually did think to myself, some guy somewhere is really lucky that he's got that Papa Bear, Mama Bear, Baby Bear unit. That's, that's, that's what I imagined in my head. I didn't think, I want her, I'm going to steal her from her boyfriend. I didn't think, I want someone who looks just like her. I just thought, that package is what I want. Somebody who's, you know, she, she put on her shmuel handle, Mama Bear. And that told me that her being a parent is the most important thing in her life. I presume she had a husband. So our relationship going along and knowing about Ella, it wasn't just knowing about Ella, we played board games together. We, uh, we chatted. So Ella was aware of me from the start and from the singing app. And then as the relationship's gone on, we've hung out together. You know, we, we've watched movies together. Well, that's weird that we both got our laptops out we both watched the same movie whilst being on a video call. We've had long, long discussions about what, what defines love. Can you fall in love with somebody that you haven't actually met? I think there's a stigma because technology's never been how it is now. We've got high definition video cams and it's not all designated time and pay for credits. You know, I just pick up my phone and I call her as if she was any other British phone number in my phone. I think we speak for about three hours a day, mid-morning and evening and it's either split or if we don't speak, we're messaging all day. There's been no hindrance for us being able to communicate other than the time difference, which since January for the last four months has been perfect because I didn't have a job and it didn't matter if I decorated the house at night or in the daytime. So I slept all day, woke up at the same time as her. We spent all day together. I'd decorate all night while she was awake and, you know, we called it being an American time zone. It feels more real to me than when I was married. Um, it feels more real to me than any relationship I've ever, <clears throat> I've ever been in. I've never been happier. We'd go to bed and say goodnight at about five, six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, is it dark yet? And she's like, she's like, uh, no. I'm like, how high is the sun in the sky? She's like, why? I'm like, because I feel like I'm closer to her if we're both looking at the same thing. Which is mad. Underneath the sky. Somewhere 
So Ella's not been a surprise and, and Ella's known about me all the way along. Around October time, Rachel said, oh, John, I've got something to tell you. And I remembered asking my mom about it. I said, Mom, I'm pregnant. And she has known that I've had this thing for John since the beginning of Smule. I would show her his videos and, and us singing together. And even my dad, I sent him the link to me and John singing a song together. And I told him, this is the man of my dreams. <laughs> this is before John and I were even talking. So my parents have been in on this since the beginning. And my mom says, you should probably tell John. And I just said, oh, are you pregnant? And she was like, yeah. I remember thinking just how lucky I was that I'd met somebody who had just got pregnant and just got single. <laughs> he was so happy. And that was not the, the uh, reaction I thought I was going to get from that. I can't have kids. Um, I never told Rachel. I knew I would have to tell her that I couldn't have kids if we went, if we actually ended up together. Um, so this seemed like a great opportunity for me to tell her. She said, you don't mind? And I said, no. As soon as I started showing, he wanted to see it. He said, let me see the belly. <laughs> and I watched her grow. You know, when I would take pictures for him and send it to him. We picked out baby shoes. I would take a picture of the ultrasound and send it to him. She had an app on her phone that would update her for how the baby's developing, so she'd send me them. It was nice that he wanted to see that. John and Ella and I have actually sat down at one point during my pregnancy, and um, we played board games together on the on Skype. We would roll the dice for him. We would He would tell us which little piece to move, so it was kind of like he was there and this is you know we we've done things all of us together we've all sat down on video chat and talked i'd booked my flights i had my visa booked and my intentions were to come to america and i was going to ask rachel to marry me but i knew i knew rachel's dad was on the app i didn't want to just turn up and be like I'm stealing her away or I'm getting married to her. I wasn't, uh, I wanted to introduce myself and touch base with, with him. So I found his, his profile, I went onto the message and, and, I, and I just explained in the nicest, the only way I could, that my intention is to ask her to marry me. So, um, so I messaged him um, on Shmuel. I wanted him to speak to her and her to have that dialogue with him because she probably hadn't even spoken to him about the eight months we'd been talking and I wanted him to to only give his blessing if he was satisfied that I make her happy. A nervous 40 hours later <laughs> after me checking every 20 minutes he did get back to me. He had spoken to Rachel and they had a nice long conversation about me and how I fitted into her life. If I can be all the things that she needs when she needs them for her and her daughters, then he would give his blessing. And that was really nice. But once I had asked him, and he'd had that conversation with Rachel, kind of broke the ice and I thought, I can sing with you now. And I thought Rachel would really like that, you know, me and her dad singing together. I found a song that he'd opened up as a open duet. And I thought, oh, what the hell? I am gonna sing it. She can take you or leave you. Ask for the truth, but she'll never believe. 
And she'll take what you give her as long as it's free. She steals like a thief, but she's always a woman to me. I wanted to be there for the birth. I wanted to be there for the start of, of this, this baby's life. But I didn't get a visa. My visa application was denied because of my criminal record. And that was a sad time. <laughs> that was a really sad time. The flight was booked. All he had to do now was get on a plane. It just seemed so real and so close. And to find out that somebody just made that decision for us in a matter of minutes was devastating. I had no work on, so this was literally the very last of my money. After the house, I'd put that money aside. I'd been decorating the house. I shouldn't, shouldn't be here now. But it's not the end. We, uh, we spoke and we're both too invested now. I want to end up in America with her. I need to get a job. I need to earn money. We need to pay for a lawyer. We need to petition the visa. If I can't go there, she's going to come here. But our next step in stone was obviously she had to have the baby. I was messaging him when I started having contractions. I called him as soon as we got into the hospital, you know, I was contracting while I was talking to him. Um, we video called for a little while, but of course doctors and nurses kept interrupting. I was on a, a video call to her for the length of that labor period. Then the midwife said, oh, when, um, when it comes to time to push, you can't have your video on. And she said, why? And they basically said, because of lawsuits. I don't know if it was just a hospital thing or whether the midwives were worrying about if something goes wrong, then they could get sued. They didn't want it going out on Facebook Live. I don't know how I managed it. Grab my phone, call him, put my phone down while there were five nurses and doctors in the room um, and just put my phone aside. She said, oh, I've got to go now. Bye. And she didn't hang up. And he was listening for about 45 minutes. Hearing him screaming and hearing midwives talking to each other and pushing and screaming and I was hearing a child birth and it was all going on. So he wasn't away, he was there, he was a part of it. And then I heard some baby crying and I was overwhelmed. There's no difference to whether it's mine biologically, whether it's mine because I've adopted her, whether it's mine because we're gonna be together. And that's how it feels. It doesn't feel like it's a, a what if. It doesn't feel like a potential now. John has been my rock. Um, he has been the most supportive person out of, out of everybody, including my family. So he's, I don't think he has any idea how um, appreciative I am. <laughs> Sorry. Lucy was born and our phone calls haven't diminished. If anything, they've, they've, they've gone up a little bit because she's up at night because the baby's crying. Um, she's not a baby and she's there and she's in our lives. The only distance between us is time. I need time to get a job and save enough money. We need enough time that she can book some time off work and her oldest daughter can go spend time with her father in the holidays. Then she needs to get a flight and then she needs to get here. It's just gonna be the surreal moment when we're actually face to face. It's just. It's not a situation I've ever been in before. I have no idea <laughs> how that's going to go and how I'll react to that. But it is something I look forward to every single day, every day. I played it so many times on my head, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to kiss her on her head 
and then I'm going to get down on two knees. I don't know why people get down on one knee when you've got two. And then I'm going to ask her if I can be a husband. Like I'm going to lose you. I'm going to hold you. Like we're saying goodbye. No, it's, it's, it's very moving hearing that, I think. I mean, it's like they're in a musical of their own life. So I guess we're, we're rooting for them, first and foremost. We are rooting for them massively, and I'm speaking to John regularly. Do you know what's, what's the, what the latest for them? <sighs> Newsflash. So I just spoke to John a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. and she is now going to be coming to England in 81 days, 80, which will change. <laughs> with this recording inevitably it will yeah inevitably every day will tick away <laughs> but he's counting the, he's literally counting the days yeah well so Ra Ra I mean basically Rachel has her tickets to come right to England so she's coming yeah yeah. we'll keep following that yeah we'll see what happens and, and wish them best of luck yeah so we hope you've enjoyed uh, this first episode of our podcast yep stay tuned we're going to have some more episodes hopefully soon and we're both going to sign up to Shmuel and sing with each other. Uh, uh, you seem a bit nervous about that, do you? No, I'm not nervous at all. I'm, 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 I'm well up for it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs>